Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story: American money is flowing into China's military. Lawmakers said they have the power to limit exports to China and block U.S. dollars from helping Beijing's military. But is it enough? A House panel breaks it down. Scientists saying stop the madness. Reports of China's new research on a mutant COVID-19 strain sparking concerns among experts and officials. TikTok getting sued again. Iowa is the latest U.S. state to face off against the social media app. More on the allegations officials are bringing. And 18 Chinese fighter jets soaring near Taiwan, marking the first major military activity by Beijing following Taiwan's presidential election. What's the message? From hypersonic missiles to surveillance tools and telecommunications tech, did American dollars make China's warfighting capabilities possible? Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are looking for a change as they investigate how American money flows to China's military. At a House Foreign Affairs meeting on Wednesday, they pointed out that Congress can't enforce export controls hampering China's access to critical technology, but export controls have limits. Export controls alone don't provide a tool to prevent an American venture capitalist from saying, you know what, that's an interesting opportunity. I might not be able to ship ship a tool over to China, but I could invest twenty million dollars in this upstart Chinese firm that's trying to build that same tool. Peter Harrell is a fellow at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. He said Congress can't control American investors and that they may invest money in Chinese companies, which could ultimately benefit China's military. A previous report found that from January to March 2022, the U.S. okayed 92 percent of license applications for blacklisted Chinese companies. Examples include Chinese tech giant Huawei and SMIC, one of China's largest semiconductor makers. Both are tied to the Chinese military and are sanctioned by Washington. Harrell said that giving money to any Chinese company could potentially benefit China's military. He noted there's no corporate independence in China, and companies are obligated to help the Communist Party achieve its goals. Even if those goals involve the alleged genocide of Uyghur Muslims and forced organ harvesting from religious minorities, lawmakers brought up that giving money to China's military is especially dangerous right now, with China openly showing signs of aggression. War is on Xi Jinping's mind. Less than a year ago, China held its annual Uh, two meetings, what they call them, the Liaohui. Xi Jinping gave four addresses to those uh, to to delegates to those two meetings. All four of them uh, had the common theme of the need for China to prepare for war. Matthew Pottinger served as deputy national security advisor to former President Trump. He's now the China program chairman at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Speaking to the committee, he proposed what he called a sectoral approach to restricting capital flowing to the Chinese military. That means instead of targeting individual companies investing in China, the U.S. should apply new rules to entire sectors of the economy, since Chinese firms often dodge U.S. regulations with their subsidiaries. When asked about which approach is more vital, Congressman Cory Mills told NTD that it's important to target both the entities and their sectors. 
I think that it's really critical for us to look at why we shouldn't advance in things like hypersonic ballistic technologies with China that can utilize against us. But I also think that we should be targeting it on independent uh, entities as well who are intentionally investing in these areas to strengthen our adversaries. Lawmakers say Beijing is currently developing advanced technology. That's on top of building military mobilization offices across the country, air raid shelters across from Taiwan, and military hospitals. That infrastructure could also pose serious risks for America's safety in the event of a Taiwan invasion. News about China's research on mutant COVID-19 virus strain is sparking concerns. The strain called GXP2V is similar to a strain of virus that causes COVID-19. Chinese researchers tested it on mice, and within eight days, they had died. Specifically, the virus attacked the brains of the mice, and their brains had been engineered to reflect human genetic makeup. Though it remains unclear how the virus would affect humans. An epidemiology expert at University College London described the Chinese research as, quote, scientifically totally pointless, adding he could see how much stuff might go wrong. A former professor of medicine at Stanford posted the research on X, writing this madness must be stopped before it's too late. Risky tests aside, new information on Beijing's pandemic cover-up is gaining traction. The Wall Street Journal reported that two weeks before China told the world about COVID, they knew COVID was happening, and they stayed silent. They banned travel within China, yet loudly continued internationally. The report noted that when Chinese officials described the virus outbreak in Wuhan as caused by an unknown pneumonia, information about the virus was already available in China. A Chinese researcher uploaded a near-complete sequence of the virus's structure to a U.S.-run database in December 2019. Virus sequencing is key to deciphering a strain. Beijing only shared that information with the World Health Organization two weeks later. This two-week window could have helped the world better respond to the pandemic. Switching gears to social media, are your kids or grandkids using TikTok? The state of Iowa is accusing the platform of misleading parents about their children's access to inappropriate content. The state's attorney general is now suing the app and its China-owned parent company, ByteDance. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd alleges that TikTok lied about the prevalence of content, including drugs, nudity, alcohol, and profanity on its platform. Bird says TikTok has kept parents in the dark, adding it's time to show what kids are exposed to while scrolling. The AG is alleging consumer fraud in Wednesday's lawsuit. She's seeking financial penalties and an order barring TikTok from engaging in deceptive and unfair conduct. This is the latest of various lawsuits by a U.S. state against TikTok. Montana is still trying to implement a first-of-its-kind state ban on using the app. And in related news, an appeals court Wednesday looked at the case of a 10-year-old girl who died after attempting a TikTok challenge. The Pennsylvania girl died in 2021 after attempting the blackout challenge, which encouraged people to choke themselves. A lower court previously ruled that a law known as Section 230 protects TikTok in this case. The law says internet companies are not responsible for content posted by users. The family is now appealing the decision. Their lawyer says that TikTok didn't just host the deadly content, but recommended it to users through algorithms. 
How did China's economy grow so fast in the past? Experts say it's largely because of mass theft, stealing technology and information from various sectors, especially from the United States. Among the industries impacted, aviation, drug makers, computer processing, even farming are all on the list. Here's what witnesses told Congress in a Senate Banking Committee hearing Thursday. China has built its economy on stealing American and allied intellectual property. Millions and billions of dollars in total of American research and development dollars walk out the back door to China every year. That research and development money is critically important to our ability to ultimately succeed in the larger economic, political, and military conflict with China. We won't win on steel. We won't win on population. We will only win if we out-innovate China and outwork China. I'm, I'm a farmer. Uh, self-driving tractors have been around for about 15 years. I finally got to a point where I was going to buy a piece of equipment that would allow that tractor to drive with me sitting in the cab. Every company I called was Chinese, and the people I were talking to was in mainland China. And finally, I, I found an American company, and you know what he told me? He said, I told him what I just told you guys. And he said, yeah, they stole our equipment and remanufactured it. We got to do something about this, and we got to remove the stupidity that's going on over at the house. Experts say billions of dollars in American research are walking out the back door to China every year. Lawmakers are concerned about how this impacts emerging technologies, such as artificial intelligence and DNA data. The future of healthcare may involve combining artificial intelligence with DNA data. Experts worry that all future therapies may come from China because of this. Its authoritarian government collects highly personal DNA data from its citizens. This does not happen in the United States. China state media caught giving false information. Earlier, Chinese CGTV quoted the Irish prime minister as saying he would always support the One China principle. The leader later clarified that Ireland supports the One China policy on Taiwan, which is distinct from Beijing's One China principle. Here's the difference. The West has long agreed to maintain strategic ambiguity on the Taiwan issue, recognizing that there is only one China, but never stating that Beijing has the right to rule Taiwan. The U.S. government was first to employ the China policy toward Taiwan, and it was soon accepted by the Western world. At the same time, Beijing has been threatening to take control of Taiwan by force if necessary. One factor deterring it from invading the island is the military support it gets from Washington. Taiwan is an island situated on the first island chain, holding strategic geopolitical value for the U.S. It dominates the semiconductor manufacturing field, producing almost all of the world's most advanced microchips. The Taiwanese government has sought to maintain the status quo with China. The former government of China, the Kuomintang, moved to Taiwan after World War II, when the communists took control. There, they formed the Republic of China, the Taiwan we know today. China has ordered its first major military activity following Taiwan's presidential election. Beijing flew 18 Chinese fighter jets near Taiwan Wednesday. The warplanes carried out joint drills with warships in waters around Taiwan. Beijing regularly sends jets near Taiwan as a way to intimidate the island. 
the Chinese regime claims Taiwan as its own, despite never having controlled it. It also vowed to take it over by force if necessary. The regime framed Taiwan's presidential election as a choice between peace and war. Taiwan elected William Lai, who was not favored by Beijing. Back to China's warplanes, Taiwan sent its own forces to monitor the situation. Washington is also watching closely. The State Department recently urged Beijing to not use Taiwan's election as a pretext for escalation. Next, we'd like to take a moment to share some of your comments about our show. One viewer, J.A. Crypto, wrote, It's good that NTD is still calling it the CCP virus so that the world would know what entity caused an epidemic to become a pandemic. Reports show that in late 2019, the CCP virus, which causes COVID-19, was allowed to surge due to the Chinese regime's lack of transparency and refusal to share information about the danger with the rest of the world. The Chinese Communist Party has a history of covering up virus data. Due to China's information blockade, the country's real pandemic death toll could also be much higher. Don't forget to tell us what you think of today's show. Thanks for watching. Coming up in a landmark decision, the European Union Parliament is taking a resolute stand against the persecution of the spiritual practice Falun Gong in China. The UK's top defense official warning of a possible World War III. He's sending a message to Britain and its allies that they must enhance their defensibility. And Washington lends Japan a hand with a major defense deal. How will the agreement shake up power in East Asia? More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. In a landmark decision, the European Union Parliament is speaking out against the persecution of the spiritual practice Falun Gong in China. This comes after one practitioner's heartfelt appeal for the release of his father, who's been abducted and condemned by the Chinese Communist Party. The EU Parliament adopted today a resolution urging China to end the persecution of practitioners of Falun Gong. NTD's France correspondent David Vives has the story. Falun Gong is a spiritual practice based on physical exercises and a moral teaching emphasizing principles of truthfulness, compassion, tolerance, has faced persecution for over 24 years in China. The EU resolution follows Le Binding's outreach to the EU Commission and Parliament, where he reported his father's plight. Ding's father, a tea farmer near the Chinese port city of Rizhou, was abducted and convicted for practicing Falun Gong. EU Parliament member Michael Galler answers Lebin's call. The European Parliament, recognizing the gravity of the situation, engaged in a cross-party resolution debate to address the persecution of Falun Gong, including the case of Yuan De Ding. Today, we uh, focus on the Falun Gong practitioners. We demand an end to the prosecution and the harassment. We demand an immediate and unconditional release of all Falun Gong practitioners. Gader is asking for personal sanctions on all people involved in the persecution. We demand, for instance, not to issue visa to them. And if some of them has any accounts abroad, they should uh, be seized. For Slovakia Parliament member Miriam Lexman, the suffering and persecution of Falun Gong members is emblematic of the CCP's tyranny. It's absolutely unacceptable that these people are prosecuted just because they want to practice Falun Gong. They are tortured. The, the behavior of the Chinese Communist Party towards its own citizen is unacceptable. 
Ding Lebin believes this is a big step forward for the release of his father and at least 70 other Falun Gong practitioners who are facing a similar fate. I want to please you to continue take efforts in engaging, ending the false organ harvesting of Falun Gong practitioners and the whole generation in general because the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners is really a crime against humanity. Gader is committing to forwarding Lebin's plea for help to the EU commissioner and pushing for concrete action against the Chinese regime. David Ives, NTD News, Paris. The world is in a pre-war phase. That's the warning from British Defence Secretary Grant Shapps in a recent speech at Lancaster House in London. He said World War III could potentially be upon us within five years and that China, Iran, Russia and North Korea are already preparing. Saying, quote, today our adversaries are busily rebuilding their barriers. He noted that Russia's invasion of Ukraine put the future world order at stake and that China is observing how the West is choosing to respond. At the same time, a U.N. report last year suggested Iran has enriched uranium over 83 percent. The substance is used to build nuclear weapons, while North Korea is threatening to expand its own arsenal. He's calling on the U.K., U.S. and their allies to enhance combat powers and increase defense budgets. Japan is getting a major defense boost from Washington. It signed a deal with the U.S. Thursday to buy 400 Tomahawk missiles. The warheads are capable of hitting targets in China and North Korea. Japan has said before having long-range missiles is critical in case China invades Taiwan. We're going to, uh, as, as early as March, start the training uh, for the Japanese servicemen and women on the top on the top. Japan's defense minister said the two allies agreed to expedite the, the plan given the increasingly severe security environment. The defense deal falls in line with Japan's goal to bolster its military. Just a month ago, it approved a record military budget for 2024. The total stands at over $50 billion, a 16% jump. Japan has been breaking away from its pacifism amid rising threats from China. The country promised never to maintain military forces except for self-defense after World War II. But now it's aiming to spend another $300 billion by 2027 to bolster its military. That would make Japan the third largest military spender after the U.S. and China. A pivotal project for Beijing's communist leader is losing steam. Ten years ago, the Chinese Communist Party launched the Belt and Road Initiative, an infrastructure outreach project that offers loans to developing nations to build seaports and other framework. One trillion dollars and 150 partner nations later, critics denounce it as a tool to spread the Chinese Communist Party's ideology overseas and as a form of debt trap diplomacy, forcing poorer nations to hand over the rights to their newly built infrastructure when they can't pay off their Chinese loans. It's also been accused of fueling labor abuses and corruption. Those concerns have promoted distrust from partner countries, with Italy becoming the latest nation to formally back out of the deal late last year. It was also the only G7 nation to have signed on. Rome made the decision a month after the Philippines dropped out. Manila explained it would look for an alternative funding source for the three railway lines it planned to build under the Belt and Road Initiative and its promise of a $5 billion investment. 
That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.